0: This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Amen. Amen. Well, we are going to continue on talking about authority. And we've been going through this, I believe, about seven weeks, right? We talked about the house of God with minister martin and then minister hill came up and talked about why authority was set up when it was set up and then minister everhart came back for the last two weeks and talked about um obedience so you know when, when um when we got this assignment i was looking at my part and i was like oh i know the answer to that the answer is just like i'm gonna give y'all the answer before we start submit and stay submitted okay that's the e- that's the you know if, if God wasn't God, that's what I would have came up here and told y'all we would have gone home. But God said, no, why would, why, would I have, why would I have told your pastor to tell you to teach it if there wasn't more to it? Because the thing about it is what we're going to be talking about the next couple of weeks is placing myself under authority and staying under authority. Now, that, that's, that's kind of loaded because think about it. Placing myself that means I am doing some work and that work is only on me so this this message is very personal so I'm placing myself under authority I'm getting in a position and I'm staying under authority so I'm staying in that position so like I said submit and stay submitted right obey and keep obeying that, well that's easy that's right that's what we say but we're gonna look in it we're gonna we're gonna dive into it and we're gonna look at. at at what we need to do. We're just going to give some practical things, but godly things from the Word. So the intent of this teaching is to show you how to place yourself under authority and stay under authority. So we want to show you how to place yourself under authority and stay under authority. And then I have three objectives that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the basics of placing yourself under authority and staying under authority. Then we're going to talk about submission to God. And then we'll talk about the lifestyle needed to place yourself under authority and stay under authority. Another way of saying that is the do's and don'ts of placing yourself and staying under authority. So we're going to talk about some things to do and some things not to do. So we're going to talk about the basics of placing yourself under authority and staying under authority. Submission to God. And then the lifestyle needed to place yourself under authority and stay under authority. And those are going to be some do's and don'ts. So let's go over, if you will, go over to um, Psalm 62, verse 11. And I think we've looked at this in almost every week of this teaching. Because you know what? It kind of sums it up. So Psalm 62, we're just going to look at verse 11 tonight. It says, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. And for a long time I would hear that scripture, you know, it's a song that does And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that God is the authority. God is the authority. He says stuff once, but guess what? What he says continues to perform his will. So God is the authority, and we talked about that he has the might and the right so the right. So I was thinking about this. So what does that mean? What does it mean to have the right? It means to be in the position or have the privilege of doing. So right now, I have the right to be teaching up here. I have I have that right now. Sunday morning at ten o'clock, I don't have that right. That's not that's not where I am. So here's the thing. God, that never happens to God. He always has the right. So now he has the right and he has the might. So, he has the power to carry it out or enforce it. So, everything that, it, that is needed to get it done, he has it. So, let's go back up. Minister Hill talked about in Genesis 1, and he talked about restoration. There was creation, but what we read in Genesis 1 is really restoration, most of it. So, we see that God says, let there be light. He speaks once. And chaos is turned into order, and if you look at that when he said, "Okay, let's separate the firmament, let's separate the land from the seas. The land is still separated from the sea in order there was chaos turned to order, and then one speaking, God spoke once, and now it's maintained from now on. So you want to talk about the might and the right so what 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 does that mean so God's word, when it comes down to us as people, God's word is enough to place me in an orderly arrangement and keep me in that orderly arrangement. Because God speaks and it's done. He's given us what we need to get under authority and stay under authority. Now, so you look at that. God is the creator. He created man in his likeness and his image. So then man rebelled. So now the fellowship, the relationship that God had with man, man decided I don't want that because he rebelled. He turned away from it. And God said, you know what? I have the might and I have the right. I can restore this relationship. Remember what Minister Hill said? The reason for authority is restoration. So here it is. God says, you know what? I can get that done. In fact, I've already got a, play, a plan in place for it. It wasn't like God saw, us, saw Adam and Eve mess up see us mess up and said, how am I going to get them back? What am I going to do? God already had that in, in place. So God established his order, his way to salvation through Jesus Christ. And that's the way we all, always must follow. There's only one way. God is the authority. So God is not in danger of not being God. Right? Minister uh, Eberhard talked about that. Just because you don't follow God doesn't mean he's scared of, of not being God anymore. Or, or his will is not going to be done. God is God. You don't have to submit if you don't want to submit. So whether you do it or not, God is still God. He's not threatened. So rebellion, they're not a threat to God's plan or his power. And the thing about it is disobedience and rebellion is di- detrimental to us. If you want to write, if you're taking notes, write it like this. Rebellion and disobedience are detrimental to me. So I was looking at my notes just from from going through that. And Minister Martin said some things, and I think Minister Everhart repeated them. And he said, when you operate under authority, so when you operate under authority, so we know that God is the ultimate authority. So I'm going to say this in in first person so you can get it. When I operate under authority, my needs are met, provision is made, wisdom is given, protection is extended, peace is available. So, those are all good things, right? Does God need any of those things? Exactly. So, who is authority for? Exactly. Authority is for me. It's for y'all too. I want y'all to have it too, but I'm going to tell you, it's for me. Hold on to that. Authority is for me. The line of authority is God's authority. So just because you get out of the line of authority, if you step out of line that needs are still being met in the, for those in the line of authority, wisdom is still being given, protection is still being extended, and peace is still available, you just jumped out. So let's think about this with delegated authority. So there's God, then there are people he delegates. Now you love God and you're like, God, I'm going to stay under your line, but let's say you get out. Now you're not in God's line of authority. Are your needs being met? Are provisions being made? Is wisdom being given? Protection extended? Peace available? You see? It, It becomes a little different when you think about it like that. When you think about it, God is like, here's the line, and this is what's in that line. Now you don't worry about, like, okay, here it is. Once again, God is God. He's all authority. Who he delegates, he delegates. You don't worry about the delegated authority, because guess what? They have to submit to authority and stay in that line as well. You got, that's why I said this is personal. You gotta stay where you gotta stay. Now, you staying is gonna help somebody else, but you gotta handle your business. Yeah, that's the best way I can say. It. You gotta handle your business. So just remember, rebellion and disobedience hurt you, not God. Rebellion and disobedience hurt hurt you, not the delegated authority. So you know, it, it just bleeds over because we're talking about this. We're in our premarital teachings. You want to be rebellious? You want to do whatever you want to do in your marriage? Listen. It, it, it's gonna de- it's gonna be a detriment to your marriage because that's your marriage. But understand that's that's really on you. That's really on you. You're gonna reap what you sow. So so don't don't get it all twisted. You you've been rebellious to your parents and now you're wondering why your life is like it is. Cause, cause you did that. Your parents you know your parents going on cruises doing whatever they want to do and you're like but they're so happy and I'm so miserable. Cause you rebel. So I mean it, it's just it's just it's simple. But we we learn this. You do something, you get out of line, and you don't see it right away. Because you know what? You, it, sow and reap. You sow it, and it comes back. It doesn't come back the way you sent it, the way you sowed it. It comes back into fruit. So rebellion does not hurt the authority. It hurts you. Placing yourself under authority and staying under authority are choices are choices notice that i said that per, per plural so each one of us each individual chooses to get under authority and continues to make the choice for the rest of their life to stay under authority so every day every moment every action i make the choice to stay under authority So the first thing is I get under authority, and then I stay under authority. So if authority uh, moves left, I move left. If authority moves right, I move right. I do everything I can. You know, I'm thinking about that, and some of you know, like, I don't have any rhythm. I have no coordination. When I was in the choir, they'd be like, rock. I'd be like, please don't make me rock, because I'm going to be off. Hey, whatever you got to do, like, God, help me, because I am off beat. But God will help you. Wherever God moves, you move. Even if you don't have no rhythm and you are, and you don't have no coordination like me. Because God's the authority. Stay with him. So, to place yourself under authority. Because first you've got to get in the right position. You've got to place yourself under authority. And notice the thing about it is authority is set. I'm not going to go over the teachings that we went over. You, you guys have heard those. Authority is set. God is the ultimate authority. So, you've got to get under God and get under his will and get under his way. So the first thing, to place yourself under authority, you must wholeheartedly believe that God is the ultimate authority. God is the ultimate authority. And you say, okay, Sister Castile, I got that. So what does that mean? That means that He is the ultimate authority over my life. So it was all good when it was just the creation, right? Fish, you do what God told you to do. Trees, you do what God told you to do. And then it's like me, oh, I do what God told me to do all the time. That's it. So I must wholeheartedly believe that God is the ultimate authority. And that means that he is the ultimate authority over my life. And then I recognize that my response to God, because he is the ultimate authority... Is full submission and obedience. Full submission is obedience. That is my only response. There is no other option. There are other options, but I block those out. Then, to place yourself under authority, you choose to submit. And then out of an act of full submission, you yield your will to his will, accepting his purpose and his plan and fully obeying him. So, there's recognition that God is the ultimate authority. And that means God's the ultimate authority over me. So, with that, I'm going to submit and obey. I'm going to submit and obey to His plan. I'm going to yield my will to His will. I'm going to yield my thoughts to what He tells me to think. And full submission to Him. And I'm going to obey Him. So, that's how we place ourselves under authority. Then, to stay under authority, we're going to keep those in. You know, you, 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 just because you, once you get there, you don't throw it away. You keep it. Then, to stay under authority, I must always remember that God is the ultimate authority. The ultimate authority does not change. So, I must change. So, if you, if you remember that, and I know we have a saying, cry till you die, God won't change. Right? It doesn't matter. God's not changing. So we have to. So when you hear something or when God shows you something that you're not in line with, guess what I have to do? I get under authority. I submit and I change. So then I accept and become one with the knowledge that submission to God is an ongoing process and I never stop or slack up on. So it's not like... I'm doing really well now. And I am submitted to God. I am recognized that he's the ultimate authority. And I'm changing because he's not. And then something happens. And right now, you know, God, I'm really not feeling like I want to submit right now. I don't really want to do that. I got some things I want to do. I'm just going to, just just for like 45 minutes, God, I'm just going to pull back and, and not submit. I can't do that. I can't slow down. You know, here's here's the thing right here. When we look at things and the way things are going and we look at how we've been through this pandemic. And, we, you know, the pandemic goes up and down. we got curves, all these things. And you kind of want to pull away. Actually, you, you know, we see it. We see it by look at this. You see people are pulling away and slacking up because circumstances, situations, maybe things change and they haven't gotten their groove back. You can't do that. You can't get your groove back. you got to keep your groove with submission. you got to keep that going. Because let me tell you, remember, being under authority is benefits to you, to me, to us. God doesn't need that. So when I slack up, guess what? Benefits slack up. So now all of a sudden you slack up. You just, God, I'm not, I'm not. My nephew was talking about this tonight, being slothful. I'm just not going to really pull away, God, but I'm just going to slow down and maybe drift a little bit. But guess what? soon as you drift, all of a sudden something happens and you need that peace. And it's not available to you. You need that wisdom and you make the wrong choice. Now you're pulled further away. You, Like we've been hearing, you don't know what's coming next. So you always have to go on. Submission is an ongoing process that I never stop and I never slack up on. Every day, every moment, I choose to submit to God. Every day, every moment, I choose to submit to God. If if you're a person who does those um, what do you call them? I do them sometimes. The things you read them, like the read, can't forget affirmations. Like the affirmations, that's a good one. Every day, every moment, I submit to God. Write that. I, I you know you gotta think about that and you put it in your words. So when you get ready, to like, oh, but God, and you say, but every day, every moment, I submit to God. Here's another one. Every action, every plan is always yielded to his will and his purpose, and I fully obey him at all times. Every action, every plan is always yielded to his will and his purpose, and I fully obey him at all times. And that's one, you know, every plan. Not that I'm not that I'm doing it, everything I plan to do. I plan to do this so I say, God, let me let, let me talk to you about this. Before I start doing this, I don't I don't want to be out of your will. Is this what you want? And if submitted to him, I just don't say it and then go do it. I say, I'm gonna submit this to you, God. I yield to you. And when you tell me to move, I'm gonna move. If you tell me don't move, I'm not gonna move. What he tells me, I fully obey. In my mind, my body, and my soul, I live by this. Here's another one that you can write down. God orders my life. I follow his order with everything that is within me. I choose to make my mind, my body, and my soul line up with his order even when it is inconvenient. So here it is. This is what I live by in my mind, my body, and my soul. I live by this. God orders my life. I follow his order with everything that is within me. I choose to make my mind, my body, and my soul line up with his order even when it is inconvenient. Even when I don't want to. Even like I was giving the example of me not being able to stay on beat. Even when I can't stay on beat and it's hard for me, I'm going to Keep and follow God. I'm going to submit. I'm going to take my mind, and when my mind says no, do this. I'm going to say, wait a minute. But the Word of God says, I'm going to say God is the ultimate authority. Does that fall in line with His plan? Does that fall in line with what He wants? And if it doesn't, I'm throwing it out. In fact, I'm kicking it out. I'm kicking it out. I'm booting it out. I'm saying you don't, you don't have a place here because this is God. This mind is God's mind. This body is God's body. This soul is God, is God's soul. He, he's giving me responsibility over it. I'm telling you, I'm taking responsibility. So when those things come in, that's sometimes, that's how you gotta, that's how you gotta get at the enemy. That's how you gotta push those thoughts out. Because what'll happen is they'll come in and you'll be like, get out. And then they'll be like, okay, she didn't mean it. And then they'll come back. And then they'll come back. And they'll try to get you in the middle of the night. What? Why are you sleeping? And you're like, wait, I don't know what to do. But, you practice that. Because everything, God orders my life every action, every plan, everything that is within me, I'm following his will. So that's what we're going to do. That's how we get under authority and we stay under authority because it is consistent, it is constant because let me tell you. Now the devil, we have an enemy. And he wants you out he wants you to rebel. He's he's like the master he started rebellion, remember? He started it. So he's like let me get them to rebel. And you know what? I may start and 2015, but I'm not expecting them to actually rebel until 2024. I'm willing to wait them out. But are you willing to stick with it? Because it's constant. The same way he's waiting, you wait. Because you know what? Guess what? God spoke once and what? Twice have I heard him. So guess what? The The same God who placed the order in my life that was chaos before I was born again, he can keep me in line. He can keep me in line. Exactly. All power belongs to God. So, in order to get under authority and stay under authority, we've got to submit. So let's go ahead and let's talk about submission to God. You know, when you think about submission, no matter how much we teach about submission and how much God shows us what submission really is, the way the world has framed submission, always you hear it and you're like you kind of like, what? And that's what the enemy wants. Because if the enemy can get you to think bad about submission, then guess what you're going to be in rebellion. And then he's like, check, got them out of the way. Stay over there I'm doing what I want them to do. So we have to submit to God. So let's go over to James chapter 4. And so, you know, I I was thinking about this. And I said, you know, for me, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm making a conscious effort to remember what submission is in God's point of view. Like, now I'm like, okay, well, God, okay, submission brings me peace. It brings me wisdom. It brings me all these benefits. So why would I think it's a bad thing? So now, you know, if anybody wants to join me, there's your invitation. We're going to renew our minds as to what submission is. So when the devil comes up to us with that little thing when somebody says submit, you won't automatically turn off or you won't automatically have that negative response. You'll be like, wait a minute, let me hear what they have to say because it's from God. So let, let, let's work on it. I know I'm working on it. Once again, you're invited to work on it with me. So let's go over to James chapter 4. We're going to read verses 7 through 10. It says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So, submission to God. We're going to look at this, and I'm going to take some time, and I'm going to explain this this passage here and talk about how this this plays into our getting under authority and staying under authority, or placing ourselves under authority. Now, the reason I keep making sure I say it right is because let's look at verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. I have to submit myself. I People can tell me what is needed and give me instruction, but I have to do it. So I have to submit myself to God. And then guess what? I have to resist the devil. Those those are my responsibilities. So when we look at this, let's look at the word submit. So submit here is like a military term. It's used to describe the chain of command which means to align oneself under authority so I was thinking about this and I said well you know a lot of us don't know a lot about the military because we weren't there you know we weren't in the military we don't necessarily. society's a little different than it was back then it's not something that a lot of people do but back then this was this was very a very common way of say things so that's you know he used something common that people could un- understand so he said this is a chain of command Means to align oneself under authority. It means to get into your proper rank. Means to be subordinated, subservient or dependent upon, and to render obedience. So I was looking at this. So get in your proper rank. So when you think of the military, you know they have different ranks. And you just don't go in, you go in as a private. And you go through basic training, and you might make your way up, and you might not. But the private does not have authority over the forces. No, the private does not know that. So what the private does when he comes in, and if you notice the people in the military, depending on who walks in, they get up and they stand and they salute, because there's an order. And if the the person above you comes in, you stand up and you get in your proper position. So let's look at this. And let's just look at the ultimate authority. And let's look at us. Now, we're not God. So we get under God, the ultimate authority. So we get in the proper rank. So it doesn't really matter what God outlines between us and him, right? The delegated authority. I'm staying under him because that's my proper rank. And then I was looking at it I said, to be subordinated. So I said, this is, this is really what got me to thinking about how the enemy has, has played this word of submission to, on us. And made us think, oh, it means that you're less than because you're submitted. No, it doesn't. Cause I said, think of subordinate as serving. Being dependent upon. When I saw that being dependent upon, because we're dependent upon God. He's not dependent upon us. So you know what? That, that makes submission a little bit easier, doesn't it? And then to render obedience. So I'm going to submit. I'm going to render obedience. Now we submit to God. And then we resist the devil. So what does resist mean? It means to set oneself against. To oppose. To rebel. To stand firm against. So once again, resist is to set oneself against. Oppose. Rebel. Stand firm against. So guess what? The opposite of resist is submit. It, 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 it's almost like wait a minute. Either think about it this way: it's a push and a pull. Either I'm, and what, I don't know if this is still happening. But either I'm leaning into God and leaning away from the devil, or I'm leaning into the devil and leaning away from God. So it's no like, I'm just kind of neutral, you know. I just kind of want to chill. I want to see how this is all going to play out. And then, you know, like last quarter, last few minutes, I'll decide whose whose side I'm going to be on. That's not how it is. The opposite of submitting is to resist. And then you notice that word rebel. We've been talking about rebellion. So listen, if I resist the devil, I'm submitting to God. I'm submitting to God, I'm resisting the devil. The devil wants you to resist God and submit to him. Now, he don't play it like that. He don't play it like that. Let me tell you what he says. He says, I'm going to try to think of a good example here. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, you really think you got to be at service that many times a week? Hmm. You know they're going to put it out there pretty soon, Right? You know, just just you you you're fine. Just take. You know the word. How long you been studying the word? You just, you just heard from God. You got that revelation the other day. You heard that that was good. You you fine. You fine. That's what that's what he'll say. And then you're like, no, I'm really not fine. And you're like, ah. Oh. And then all of a sudden you're like, you turn the TV on. and There you are. You're like, oh, but I want to watch this. Or the phone rings and you get caught up in a conversation. And now you're like, well, no. Or even better, here's a better one. Here's a better one. Because we all here tonight. So we like, that ain't me. Okay, the phone rings. You get in the car. You're having that conversation that you shouldn't be having. That's not going to be um, conducive to you coming and hearing the word. But you're all in it. You're like, yes, no, really, blah, 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 blah. But you know, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. I know we were talking about some stuff. But do you hear that scripture I gave? That's God. That's God. So the devil's like, yeah, it sure is. That sure was God, even though you were all out of line what you were talking about. It's not gonna, you come in here still thinking about it. And the enemy's like, I got him. I got him. That's that silent rebellion. That's the silent rebellion in our lives. You know, like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, I know, I know I, I know this is the time that I should be praying, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna think on God. I'm gonna just think on God in my sleep. But see, you, you, you think like, wait a minute, those things don't necessarily matter, but what the devil is saying, I'm slow walking them down. Yes. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm st- little by little, little by little, and the next thing you know, you're, you're out. You're out. So guess what? I'm going to resist that, and I'm going to say, that does not sound godly. Yes. We're going to talk about Eve later on. But let's say it sounds godly, but you're not really sure. It sounds kind of godly. I'm a little confused. So who do we need to ask if something is godly? Now that's a, that's like, everybody gets that one, right? We ask God. You know, God, what, do you think I should go to church today? You think I need to, you think I need to be a service? You think I need to, you think I need to be prepared in my mind? You think I need to let all this foolishness go and sit down and get everything together and take some notes and pay attention? Now, I ain't God, so I ain't gonna tell you what he's gonna say. I'm just gonna say, you can go ahead and ask. him. I know what he's told me. He told me, yeah, get in there and do right. So, the opposite of submitting is resisting. We submit to God, we resist the devil. Submission is a choice. I'm going to keep saying it. Submission is a choice. God has given us, His creation, the choice to submit to Him. He's not forcing it on us. You know you you kind of like well god wouldn't that be great like you know you 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 separated the land from the sea and the sky and all those things and they still do all that can't you just do that to us he said no 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 i'm gonna let you choose so now you get to choose to submit if you choose not to submit that means you rebel so every part of me must be submitted to god i have to submit my thoughts my emotions my desires my actions, my time, my money, any of that, all of it has to be submitted to God. To submit, I must render obedience to God's laws and his commands. If I've been disobedient and rebellious, and that comes, I say, oh, well, God, I didn't know it. Here I am. I've been disobedient. I've been rebellious. I have to submit to God's prescribed way of restoration. And what is that? That's repentance. So remember, we I said it earlier. God is the ultimate authority. He's not going to change, so I have to change. So when I see, wait a minute, God, I've been out of line on this. I didn't know, or or maybe you knew and you did it, but God, you you have to repent. Now, you can't come up, it's not, you got to repent God's way. So, you know, don't be like Judas. And go repent to the people you sin with. Repentance is to God. Remember that. And when I say God's prescribed way, what God said do. You know, it, it's just it's just so simple. Usually, uh, this is it. This is what I figured out. And this, once again, this is for me. Usually, if it starts to get complicated, God's not in it. That, that's in my life. That's, I'm not telling you how it works for you. Because God knows me. If you give me too many steps, I'm like, God, oh, you lost me like a two i got the one and two. What what do you want me to do after that? But when I start thinking, well, what about this? And how do I fix this? And maybe this is to the left and that's to the right. And God's like, here it is. Look at this. Repent. Repent to me. And then I'm going to tell you what to do. So I'm not going to go all around, well, God, do I need to go sacrifice and doves and da 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 God's like, just repent. I told you what to do. So so that's what I mean by God's prescribed way. You don't have to go looking for something special to do. God has already given you what to do. So, once again, I get in line with God. I stay in line with God. I am obedient to His laws and His commands. And then I maximize the relationship that I have with God. God is our Father. He, He loves us. Think about this. So, Really, really, you know, we think about it, but sometimes we messed up. God is the creator. So, as the creator, guess what? He's the ultimate authority. He can do what he wants to do. We messed up. You know, how many times somebody do something wrong with you? Like the other day I went somewhere and I said, I'm never going back to that place again. They did something wrong to me. I said, you ain't getting another chance. Done with that. Guess what? God didn't say that to us. He said, you know what? I'm not done with them. I'm going to find a way. I've got a way. I've already made a way for them to come back to me. He's our Father. He did that for us. He took the initiative. He took the first step. So guess what? Let's maximize that. Let's go in and say, God, you know what? I love you. I'm going to seek you. What does it mean to seek God? It means to look for him. And where is he? He's in his Word. I'm going to get where He is. I'm going to read the Word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to come to service. I'm going to study. I'm going to obey. I'm going to seek Him with all my actions, with all my heart, with everything that's within me. I'm going to get close to Him in fellowship. I'm not going to stay away from Him. And you know, a lot of times we, we do stuff and we feel like we're wrong and we pull away from God. And God's like, no, I need you to lean in. I need you to push in. You know, things get hard and you say, well, I need, I need some time. And the time we take is always the time we should be given to God. So don't do that. You lean in. Let me tell you, God, God will. If you go in, it says, if you seek God, He'll. he'll, If you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you, and you'll see what you need to see. You got to let go of the things in your mind. Remember, my aim, my goal is to seek God. So I make good every opportunity to spend time and hear from God. That way, see, the thing about it is, you get under authority. And you stay under authority, but you got to protect that. See, a lot of times what we do is we think we're straight, we're good, I'm walking, I'm good. But guess what, we have an enemy. And the enemy is like, you know what, I see, I see a little chink right there, I'm going to throw something at it. And what the enemy does, like I said, he doesn't just say one time, he's just like boom, boom. He's like a drop of water, dripping, dripping. And he's going to keep doing it until he gets that hole. So guess what, I've got to protect that. So I have to be sincere. I've got to make good every opportunity. Even when I don't think that I need it, I've got to draw near to God. I've got to keep going in. You know, I say this, I was telling somebody, I'm the youngest of six. And I am a really good little sister. So if anybody's ever had a little sister, you know, I'm always like in stuff. I ask to be even now, as old as I am, I just try to melt my brothers and sisters. I'm just like, what you know, what you doing? They tell me when I was younger, they get out of here. I get out for 30 seconds and run back in. That, they're like, I'm sick of you. Why are you here? And I'm like, I'm just here because I'm here. It ain't my business, but I'm here. That's, be like that with God. Be like, God, here I am. Here I am. Well, I'm back, God. Let me tell you what just happened. And God's like, okay. I know. But you know, like, be, be like that with God. You know, this is the best way I can be worsened. If you're going to be worse than somebody, be than to God. So, if I'm going to submit to God, I have to be sincere. Submission is, is a heart issue. We're going to get into this, and we're going to talk about your heart. Your, you can't say you're submitted to God if your heart's not in it. My single aim, I cannot be trying to do everything. My single aim is to please God. And it goes in there and talks about being double-minded. That means there's no waffling. I cannot be double-minded. I have to settle the issue. Well, what was the issue? God is God, and I'm not. He's the ultimate authority. I obey Him. My loyalties can't be divided between God and this world. So I'm fully embracing God's ways and letting go of anything in any way that isn't God. If you're double-minded, you'll never be able to be close to God. Because remember, that's why I said draw near. i always be pushing towards God. But if I'm double-minded, think about it. I push a little, I pull back. I push a little, I pull back. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I'm not making any progress. In fact, I'm probably going backwards. So when I'm double-minded, I can't be close to God. When I submit, that submission is unconditional. It's not like God, okay, well, submission that sounds really good. I would love some provision, some wisdom. I want my needs to be met. But God, I'm going to submit a little later when this happens. That's a conditional submission. We don't do that. Or God, you know what? I'm with that submission and I like it. But you know what? I don't really like the delegated authority in my life. So when that delegated authority changes God, that's when I'm going to submit. So I'm just going to chill in this neutral. No neutral. Either you're submitting or you are rebelling. Unconditional surrender is the only way to complete victory. You know, God doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't want us to have half a victory. He doesn't want us to say, I live the okay Christian life. He's made us more than conquerors. So why are we not more than conquering? Because we need unconditional surrender. So if there's any area of your life that's been kept back from God, there's always going to be battles. There's always going to be that, oh, wait a minute. Should I submit? Should I not? I don't understand. I haven't, don't have this. And it's going to be God's way and my way and what I want to do going on. You're always going to have struggles. You're always going to have disruptions. There's always going to be chaos. And you're going to you know, start thinking about these things. And you, it may not be you. It may be somebody you know. And like all the time, even when things are going good, it's always some mess. That's how we say it. All right. There's always some mess in their lives. Not uh-huh. unconditional surrender. When you don't submit to authority, remember, it damages Anna, and it hurts you. Here's the thing. Rebellion is sin. Sin brings, brings death. So you see that, you know, we, we think, okay, we think of physical death, but then there's death to relationships. Things in your life that should be bringing forth fruit and life, full of life, are dead. They're just sitting there. They're, they're they're dead, and you're. It's like, wait a minute, because I was in rebellion. Rebellion is sin. So God is saying, now it's time to recognize that, repent, submit, get yourself under authority, and stay under authority. And the thing about it, submission, is not a light thing. It, it, here it says, be afflicted. In verse 9, be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. And I was reading that and I was like, to me, I was like, that didn't really sound like it went there. So I started studying it and I left it alone. Lou. I came back to it and, and God said, look, look at this. You, you don't take things lightly when it comes to your submission to God. You don't take things lightly when it comes to your relationship to God. It is serious. It's of the utmost importance. So what do I mean by that? Something happens. You you do something wrong, and you don't get good. Oh, it's, I just did that so wrong, and I just... no. You serious about that? You like God? Wait a minute. Hold on a second, God, I realize now, I made up my mind, I want to follow you. I'm not, I'm not blowing this off. This is not on the back burner. I'm serious about this. I'm not taking this lightly. There's no haphazard attitude about this. You know, people will say things about, oh, oh, you're, you're over the top. You're too much. When it comes to God, it's not too much. It's not too much. See, that's another lie of the enemy. It's too much. Let God tell you it's too much. You know what? Let God say that's enough like he did with the children of Israel. Remember when they were bringing all the stuff? Let God say we got enough. Let God tell you that. Don't let other people tell you that. So then we go to verse 10. It says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So humble yourselves. Once again, that's something you got to do. So you need to have an attitude of lowliness and obedience grounded in the understanding of your status and proper position before God as His creation. You know, just saying that, before God as His creation, you realize, wait a minute, I will humble myself. I don't have any pride. You know, I was talking to, to my nephew. Um, I think it, it, I don't know, it, I can't remember what day it was. We were talking about a scripture, and I was saying, oh, yeah, I think it was this morning, I was talking about go to God as a, as a little child. And I said, you go to, as a as a child... All your needs are met by your parents. You, some, at some age, you don't even know what you need, so you just you come to them humbly because you're like, I don't have nothing. I got a runny nose. That's it. And what you gonna do in a dirty diaper? So that's the way we go to God. We like God. I, I, I have no pride. I, you know, I I remember what I was before Christ. I know what I am now. And God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. I'm talking about now. Because I know the, th- the thoughts that I think, the things that I do. And God is faithful and he is merciful towards us. So that's the way we come to God. We humble ourselves and remember that it's not for his grace. We don't come in there with pride. We don't come in there saying, God, thank you that I'm not, you, I'm not like this man or that man. Or I don't do this and I don't do that. That's not who we are. Because we are God's creation. And when you, when you remember that, that God created you, then how can you not be humble? So the word submission depicts both humility and a profound understanding of God's world, His world, and our place in it. So it's not, you know, it's not like I am, sometimes people hear humility and they assume that I'm making myself less than I am. And that's really not what it is. It's just making, putting yourself in the proper order, in the proper rank. It's placing yourself under God and placing you where He's, keep saying where He's placed you doesn't mean I'm I'm not thinking of myself as who I am. I don't have self-esteem and stuff like that. That's what a lot of people think, but that's not what it is. It's just not being prideful and arrogant. So, to be humble, I'm not going to be prideful. I'm not going to be arrogant. I'm going to bow myself down, all of myself down to God. And once again, I keep saying this because I want to drill it in. Submission is a choice. When I choose to submit and obey God... It allows God to unlock his power in my life so that I can continue to submit to him completely. Then I can combine this power and this work that he's done and my active participation and I can resist the devil. So that should make you start thinking about the power and grace of God in your life. So now I obey God. And once I obey God, you know, you think about it. We, uh, Minister Everhard talked about it for two weeks um obedience unlocking the power of God in your life once I obey God now that power can come in and now it can work and it can show me this is how you actively resist the devil this, and now I do that I participate remember resist is still something that I do but God gives me the power to do it so that sounds good right that sounds good I make the choice to submit I obey God and the power of God is unlocked in my life so when does that start let's look at when it starts when does that happen how does that happen Go to Romans chapter 10. So what is the first act of submission? Because that's when it starts. Your first act of obedience, the first act of submission. So Romans chapter 10, and we're going read to read verses 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So there it is. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because let me tell you, you recognize, you may not know it, you may not know all the buzzwords. But you recognize, wait a minute, I'm out of line. God's the ultimate authority. He's provided Jesus as a way for me to get back to him. I get in line with that. That is the first thing. That unlocks the power. So now the power is there, and I can use that power. I submit, and it leads to obedience. So now I can really obey God. So I submit that first act, that salvation, that going in and saying, God, I need you. God, I, I see that I have been wrong. I repent and I want Jesus in my life. I accept His sacrifice for me. So that leads now, that's submission and it leads to obedience. Flip over to Romans chapter 6. So that's the first step. Notice I said it's just the first step. We're going to continue. We continue. We walk it out. So Romans chapter 6, we're going to read verses 16 through 18. So verse 16 says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. So there it is. Before you made that first act of submission and obedience, you could only yield to or submit to unrighteousness. So now you yield to and you submit to God, and He gives you the power. It unlocks the power to continue to submit and yield to Him. So now you're yielding to righteousness and not unrighteousness. And notice that you continue. You continue because He continues to give you power, and there are always going to be options Or choices that you have to make to submit. So when I yield to God, when I fall in line behind Him, think about that. When I yield to Him, I'm falling in line behind Him. I conform to His will and His purpose. I go where He leads me. And guess what? God is never going to lead you outside of His will and outside of His path. Okay? He's never going to do that, He's not divided. So think about it. Like, why would God do that? Why would God tell me, why God tell me to miss church? I, I don't know why that keeps coming up. That is not in my notes. I'm just telling. So for, for us, submission is a lifestyle. As a believer, you know, I was thinking about it. And we say, God is authority. God is the authority. So you know what I was thinking? I am submission. I am submitted. So as a believer, we should be submitted. It should be who we are. It shouldn't be like, well, I'm sometimes submitted. No, I'm, I'm all, as a believer, I am submitted to God. That, that, that is who I am. You can just, however you want, get me a shirt, call it, put submission on it, because that's it. Submission should flow out of your heart as a response to God, because he's the ultimate authority. What I mean by that is one of the reasons why we draw near to him, why we, why we fellowship, why we do those things, why we push in, why we maximize our time with him so that what's in us is what he wants in us. So when things come up and it's time to do something, what's in us will come out. So when it's time to make the choice to submit, guess what is in my heart? Only submission. So submission comes out. Now other things may kind of try to come in and knock that submission down, but guess what? My submission has some force behind it. I'm choosing to submit. True submission is freely yielding your ways and your will to the will of God. True submission, you're never get, true submission is never forced. It's always voluntary, it's always a choice. And it comes from the heart. It's not just a partial obedience. I'll do part of it or I'll do some of it or lip service. We're saying I'm going to do it and you don't do it. And doing things with a rebellious heart. Doing things because I have to do it. You know, like a lot of times when we live in our parents' house, we do it because we have to do it. You know, like we're not going to feed you if you don't do it. So you want to eat. So you do it. Submission is not an outward appearance or a physical posture. So, you know, you think about it. Remember what the world has told us submitted is a bad thing it means you're low so you know I can come in like I'm submitted now oh you know I never look at anybody in the eye and yes, you know and I'm, that you can have that kind of demeanor and have a rebellious heart that's the thing you know what like, oh, that person did you see they were just oh so meek and, and they in their heart they cutting you out they plotting and planning Doing all these things with a rebellious heart. So let's go over to uh, Matthew chapter 15. So Matthew chapter 15, we're going to look at verses 8 and 9 here. Because remember, submission is of the heart. You've you got to be submitted in your heart first. Because let me tell you, when you submit in your heart, and you let your heart start to, to, to meditate on the things, and you let it affect your mind, you're going to carry it out. You're going to carry it out. Once you make that decision, hey, that's it. So submission, choose to submit in your heart. So let's, uh, Matthew chapter 15, We're going to read verses 8 and 9. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So here it is. And and here we're talking about the religious leaders at this time What Jesus is talking about. And he's saying, they draw near to me with their mouth. On the outside, they look good. But on the inside, they're far from me. They are not worshiping me. What they're doing is they're coming in and they're changing the authority. They're saying, what. What I say, what man says, is what's the commandment of God, not what God says. But on the outside, it all looks good. So man's way is not God's way. So it really doesn't matter. I think I talked about this earlier. It doesn't matter if we say we want to accomplish a godly thing if we do it by ungodly methods. An ungodly method is a method that is not of God. Now, you know, you said, well, Sister Castile, you said the same thing. No, I didn't. Being not of God is not of God. So, we always hear you can't legislate righteousness. We can vote whoever we want to vote in office. If if, if people's hearts aren't right, sin is still going to be in the earth. That is a man's way. That some people have accepted as God's way. So, if we do this, if we do this, if this person, if we enact this law, you're going to see more righteousness and more holiness. No, you're not. Because you know what? God didn't say, let's go in and let's elect these people and these people and put these people in this court. He said, no. He said, no. What I want you to do is I sent my son. Believe him. Hear him. Follow him. Everything else is vain. Everything else is vain. doesn't matter. Listen. I'm not saying this is wrong. Community service is good. We should help people. But listen, if you're trying to help people instead of preaching the gospel to them, no. Now I understand you feed somebody because once they're full, they can hear. But don't think you're going to feed them and tell them and give them a Bible and say now they're saved because they come back and eat every time. Godly method. No, ungodly method. But see, we dress it up. We do it in the church. We put a church name on it and we think that it's God's method. And then we teach other people that that's God's method. So when God's real method comes in and His real way, they'll only recognize it. And now you lost a generation. That's it. Submit to authority. Submit to God's way and stay in His way. It doesn't matter if it's just you and one other person. You stay with God. You stay with God. Submission is saying, not my will, but thy will, God. That's what submission is. Submission is not taking my own thing and and wrapping it up and saying it's God. Go over to Romans chapter 10. And And it gets so subtle. It gets so subtle because sometimes our heart is in the right place, but we've got to go about it the godly way. Notice I didn't say the right way because there's a lot of right ways. We all think we're right. Every man's right in his own eyes. But guess what? God's not a man, and he's the ultimate authority. So, uh, yeah, Romans chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. Righteousness. And not, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So here it is. You can have all the zeal that you want. But if you're not submitted to God's way, it doesn't matter. You're spinning your wheels. I can't set up my own system of righteousness. If God says do it, I have to do it. You know, here it is. Once again, this is not in my notes. If God says bring the tithe and the tithe is a tenth, bring the tithe. Don't bring 9.5. Don't bring 9.999. You have to stay with God. You have to do what God says. So it doesn't matter how passionate you are about it, how much zeal and how much effort you go about doing things, if you're not truly submitted to God, it's worthless. You're still in rebellion. You might as well be going out doing all whatever people do now. I don't even know what people I'm old, so I don't know what goes on. But whatever's going on out there, do that if you're rebelling. Because that that's it. You just you just prettying up. And it doesn't matter what it looks like to you, it matters what it looks like to God. And God sees your heart. So staying under authority means that even though You know, we've been talking about this as a process. This is forever. In your life, things are going to change. You know that, right? You're going to learn some things. You're going to find out some new information. Guess what? Staying under authority means that even when you find out that new information, even when you learn something you didn't know, even when situations change, life changes, things happen, my response is always going to be submission and obedience to God. Because He is the ultimate authority. Guess what? That new thing you found out, God knew you didn't know it. He knew when you were going to find out about it. And He knows. Not He knows. He know. Okay? So, because He's God. He's the ultimate authority. So, don't get all twisted up about it. Well, take your three seconds to get, get twisted up about it and then say, God, I submit to you. So, I choose to yield to the ultimate authority. Other things, because we have an enemy, remember, he does not want you to to stay under authority. Other things may try to persuade you to switch courses and to submit to something else. But continue to submit to God. Yield yourself to righteousness. Be sold out to God. Be sold out to the ultimate authority. So you must obey. You must trust the ultimate of, that the ultimate authority is in control. Submit to God. Don't resist God. Stay within his boundaries. Stay right there. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Amen? Amen? And I am out of time.